Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, everyone, to the 260th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Let's continue the trip, shall we? Sounds good. The We were flying out of Shenzhen. We finally get to the airport. And, you know, this is after a long day in Macau. And so, you know, flights on time into Shanghai. It's pretty, uh, pretty smooth and whatnot. The pro tip that I've learned is there's two airports in Shanghai. One called Pudong International, and the other one is Hongqiao International. Now, two international if, airports in the same city. Yeah, that's wow. how big that's how big Shanghai is. Wow. Okay. Um, it is better to fly in the Hongqiao than it is um, to fly in the Pudong because Hongqiao is like an hour closer into the city uh, than. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So it's a big difference. Yeah, it's a very, very big difference. Now, also when we landed, my aunt was there to pick us up, and that was really nice. It was also really raining, so we were like, you know, just it was just a lot after a full day of travel to to get back and whatnot. Um, but the the next day, you know, my uh, my my aunt uh, took us to lunch, and it was nice because. It was a place that she always goes to. My aunt sort of eats out for every meal. And she goes to this place for lunch quite often because it's across the street from her office. And it was nice. Like she said, it was a Michelin star uh, place. It kind of looked like it was like at the end of a driveway. So you didn't really un- like understand what was going to... Um, like you didn't really know what to expect. But once you walked in, it was like a pretty nice place. Right. And... Uh, What's it called? The food was great. It was like uh, dim sum-ish. Um, what was funny though is the place was closing down the next day. and Like, that, like for good? Like for good. Huh. And my aunt was sort of taken by surprise. She goes, how come nobody told me? Um, I was here earlier in the week and nobody said anything. You guys should have said something to me. We're here all the time. And... So she ended up being like, oh, you know, things are really nice here. I would love to buy some of the the plates that you have or. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like she was like really interested in doing all that stuff. And then after we were done eating, she took she was like asking to see all of the. uh, All of the the private rooms. So the private rooms are. Uh, on a different floor and we're talking like you know if you had like 15 people you, you book a room yeah and you walk in you got your sitting area your dining area your private bathroom all that stuff and this just seems like it was built in a different era because each of these rooms felt like state rooms they felt like you know just really well uh furnished and whatnot and as we're walking around you see like a lot of the restaurant staff like stripping the uh you know stripping the place up boxing things up putting things uh like basically walking on the boxes into like vans and whatnot and you know my my aunt also knows a lot of the the staff there and 
she's like, hey, where are you going to be ending up? And where are you going? And people are saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm transferring from this restaurant to this other restaurant because it's like a restaurant, like a like a company that owns all of it, like a hospitality company. Um, so that was fun. She basically took us around to a lot of the places she likes to go. And what was nice about having her as a tour guide was she knew a lot of the history and she understood she basically was like uh like a super tour guide like she knew you know the dates of things the reasons for things the significance of things and i thought that was really great to to see that instead of just walking around you know we were walking around uh this one area and it was basically like your old school like neighborhood setup where all of the houses are really close together uh and on the first floor there's shops it's basically like a really heavy tourist section and there's like you know a barbecue area a bar and you we saw like all these like british uh we saw this like massive british group of tourists just sitting and drinking beer and you know we walked like we turned the corner we went to a coffee shop that was really quiet we walked up the stairs and um what was funny about that was a it was much more quiet but B, we sort of got to just see way more uh, like historical parts of the of the neighborhood, and she's like walking us through it, and she's telling us all these things. So it was, I think it was just phenomenal, and that was sort of the the main theme of our time in Shanghai. Uh, we also got to take a day trip to this place called Hanzo, which is about an hour by bullet train from the uh, uh, what's it called from Shanghai. And so we did that uh, on a day. It's sort of like known for like their just like on a lot of nature specific stuff. We went to like a, a place, a lot of lakes and mountains and whatnot. And what was crazy was we took the train from our uh, from our hotel to the main train station. Now that these train stations are like airport terminals, they're they're massive. Uh, the reason being that uh, most of the most of China still travels by uh, by rail. Yeah, that'd be crazy for me to see. I think just seeing a train station that big. Yeah, and it's it's incredible, dude. Like these places are like massive, massive halls. Uh, and we get there and we're like, oh shit! Like this place is so big, we don't even know which direction to go into. There's like all these like terminals and whatnot, and then uh, what's nuts is my aunt's like waiting, and the trains, dude, they they close the doors for service three minutes before they head out, and so oh. we're like getting into like where we get to the station with like fifteen minutes to go, and she's like starting to freak out. She goes, "Where are you guys?" Right. Um, because they they come every hour, and if you miss it. You at the bare minimum have to wait an hour, and then you have to make sure that there's even, uh, there's even space for you to like get on it. You know. I see. So it's not like a reserved seat type of deal. Uh, like, well, I think because it is a reserved seat uh, type oh, of deal oh, that you oh, may okay. have to wait if there's like you know if you want to sit next to each other that might not be possible. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. But thankfully, okay. we got there with like five minutes to go, and they let us in um man it was it was a it was a close one but tight yeah yeah it was uh carolyn's first time taking a uh, a bullet train and i mean if you want to do the math real quick i think we got up to like 350 kilometers an hour oh wow you said 350 350 kilometers wow yeah uh was that 1.6 kilometers 
per per mile. I think that's yeah, what it is. It is. I'm just doing it on my phone right now. Yeah. What do you got? It is 218. Yeah. So that's fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for for a train, and super smooth. Didn't feel. It's like one of those things where, you know, you take the trains out here and you feel like every fifth, uh, <laughs> like thing. You just like yeah. Go yeah, on, I take go a train on, every day into not every day, but I take a train every day into work mostly. Yeah, and you feel and, it. Uh, I'm sure you feel, you feel it. it. I definitely feel it. Do you feel like you're getting jostled around? A bit. I mean, the the, the rails just aren't like straight, so mm-hmm. you you know you you you, you hit little bumps. Um, there's a there's a particular stop that's like angled, so if mm-hmm. you stand up, you're like you to stand up and walk. It's really awkward seeing it. People are like standing sideways almost. Mm, yep. It's so they really, can like ride really it. Funky. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're standing on a slope. Right. Um. And. But yeah, you're sitting here. There's like a. There's like a food. Uh. There's like a food. Uh. Car. There's bathrooms. Uh. We also sat in a. What's it called? Like a business class, I guess. Okay. Uh, those like first class, business class, and like you know. Uh coach we'll call it and it was just super quiet super nice got there in no time we were walking around like these uh these massive lakes called like west lake um and we actually went to essentially the first western hotel in all of china um and still what is that like i mean it's it's old school you know it's been around since like 18 something okay um and uh you know, there's like significance to my family because my family like ran the kitchens there, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, we also uh, walked to like so recently they had like the G five. Uh, I think they had a G five meeting there, or or something like that. Okay. And they showed like we we walked into like the massive hotel uh, where it was being held, and then my aunt who you know God bless her she has this incredible. A way about walking into a room and just you know making it seem like she should be there um it's almost like don't ask for permission just ask forgiveness and just act like you belong <laughs> so everywhere she goes she goes hey do you mind if you uh if you show us this room yeah and uh it'd be like going to like a really nice hotel here and just being hey do you mind just walking us through all of your uh your like really great rooms and people like they're for her she's like yeah sure it seems like you seem like you're important the way you're talking to me um so it's uh it was crazy but we walked into the room and it was like yeah this is like 50 foot ceilings this is the room that they had the main uh main meeting in you can have a thousand tables here each with like 10 people or whatever or like 100 i'm sorry 100 tables each with 10 people um and it looked it was it was insane uh but that was a that was a day trip that we did that was really cool and you know she got to Carolyn got to meet my aunt, my uncle, and my grandfather, uh, grandmother, and it was okay. nice. Yeah, that's really cool. It was really nice. That was sort of the the main nice thing about uh, about going to Shanghai. Uh, on our way out from Shanghai, uh, we took a tra- We took the subway. What's cool about the subway is it's super on time and super clean. Uh, oh, there's yeah. constantly people that. cleaning it's it. On time, right? It's always on time. They have countdown timers. Uh, that that basically count down by the second 
It's like the next train is coming in 130, 129, 128. And it's like, I always caught it. Like, all right, it comes into the station with 30 seconds left. And then once it hits zero, the doors open. Um, and, you know, everything's written in English alongside the Chinese characters. And the one interesting thing is when you walk, like there's a security at every station at every entrance and when you want to go to like the turnstiles right before you go you have to put your bag in through a metal detector or like a scanner and uh that's before you can uh before you can get on uh not that it really holds you up but it's just you know something that people don't have a really a real big issue doing i feel like if you put that stuff here you'd be like you know what is uh like what are people doing? You know, like people like really freak out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we took the subway to uh, what we took to to a maglev train. And have you ever ridden a maglev train before? No, I don't even know what that is. So it's a train that rides on uh like magnets and the magnets like the electromagnets what they do is uh excuse me they they basically fling the train down the track and so it's even faster than the bullet train really so it's like what like a railgun type of thing uh kind of um and the electromagnets they basically using um I guess the reverse polarity. Is that even the right? Ter- I don't even know how to talk about magnets, but like they either attract or yeah, they I mean, repel, like, right? Yeah, you're you're probably repelling away from the track. So you and, repel from each other, yeah, right? And then as you get closer to the end, you uh, they like basically the polarity. they reverse it. They start to slow it down, and it's really really thin, and uh, I'm sorry, really really uh, smooth, and you never feel like it's like clunking down, you know? Yeah. Uh, at one point. Uh, it's sort of like when you're looking at NASCAR tracks, you know, how it's basically like those long ovals, but they're banked turns. Uh, yeah. this train had banked turns. So at one point you're basically like, you can see you're banking. You don't feel it banking because you're moving so fast. Right. Uh, but it's, uh, it was so fast. It took basically, if we were to take the subway from where we were, which is in the middle all the way to the end, which is where the obviously the, the airport was, it would have taken about an hour and a half. But it, but when we got on to uh to the maglev train, it was about a halfway point. So like forty five minutes in, you know, you're you're bumbling along, and forty five minutes on a subway is quite a long time. Uh, we we ba- we barely made it on to the maglev train before it pulled away, and we had to wait for the next one. But from that point on, instead of taking another forty five minutes to get to the uh, the airport, because thankfully the maglev station and the subway station are like right next to each other, so you okay. walk out of the subway station and it's right there. And again, yeah. what's also really nice about Chinese or at least uh, Shanghai subways is they tell you which, like Apple Maps will tell you which exit to get out of, and all the exits are numbered. So it's like, oh, like where are you trying to go? You should leave out of exit eight instead of exit nine because exit eight leaves you like on this side of the street versus that side of the street. So I think that's like a really helpful thing. Yeah. You know, in New York, it's like, oh, this is the southwest corner, the southeast corner. And you're like, I don't 
I mean, what does I that mean? That is. Right, right. And also, you don't know like what side of the street it's on. Are you have I crossed the street? Like, you know, which way are you really facing? Yeah, very true. Yeah, but in, uh, what it did was it, it cut short a forty-five minute trip to six minutes. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the bullet train was three fifty, and the maglev train was four fifty. Like you're flying, dude. And this was a, this was basically a, not a test, but it was like a, a feature showcase by Thyssen Krupp, the people who make elevators. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was almost like their way of saying, "Hey, like, uh, it was almost, it's almost like a model, right? They built it, and like, hey, if other countries want to take it, like, this is what we have as like a working model." Yeah. Um. So you know, we flew to Beijing, and you know, super smooth. The Shanghai uh, latitude is very similar to New York's latitude. Uh, Beijing is way higher. Beijing is like an hour and a half north by plane. And so when we get out, it's like it's freezing, and it's like okay. a and it's it's a dry cold, so it's like bone chillingly cold. Uh, this is the part of the trip where it was just her and I, and you know, weirdly enough, the so there's no Ubers out there, but there's a service called Didi. Uh, we called the car, and it just felt like Beijing was just like way cheaper overall. You know, you go to a place where it's like in New York, if you were to take a, a cab from the airport to uh our place it's about 70 dollars yeah not cheap at all not cheap uh from you know i felt like the beijing price was like oh a 45 minute ride cost us 12 dollars it's just nuts Jeez. the last time that reminded me was like either in bali or uh in Russia, because we would sit in traffic in Russia, in either St. Petersburg or Moscow. But we would be, you know, like in Uber, you're usually just doing like Uber Pool or Uber X. You don't really look at the other ones, right? Right. In right. in Russia, we were looking at Uber X, Uber Lux. Like we were sitting in like Seven Series, uh, E Series, really, and all that stuff, or like uh, Volvo A Eights and whatnot. And it would be like it would be like the four dollars. Like, it, for crazy. some reason, it, just, it was so depressing. Like, yeah, dude, of course we're going <laughs> to sit in, like, the nicest, like, Escalade across town for, no, you know, because we could. Um, yeah. But uh, but Beijing was nice. We ate at a lot of great places. We You know, your classic uh, Peking duck. Have you ever had that before? Um, Maybe once. Like a, like a Chinese-style roast duck? Yeah, I think I've had it before. Yeah. I think when I, probably when I was eating with Yaron at some point. Yeah. Um, probably, uh, we did a, uh, you know, the, the, one of the big things that we, we had planned was, uh, a tour of, uh, the Ming tombs, which is where emperors were buried, but also the great wall. So we get there and I, I call them to confirm like, Hey, this is our hotel. Pick us up then. And I remember that the, the tour service said, all right, we're, we're, we'll run with a minimum of two people. So I'll be like, great. Carol and I are going to be there guarantee that the um the the tour is gonna go right now we wake up and it's like all right, be in your lobby by 6 30 like great we can do that we get there carolyn spots the tour guide she's walking us over to the car we find out we're the only people on this tour so wow. we bought a group tour but it became a private tour yeah and what's funny was as happened to me with Milena when we did we did our safari. Yeah. In uh, South Africa, yeah, it was supposed oh, to be like, so nice. like a group thing, and it ended up being just the two of us. 
Yeah. Or like sitting in a in a in a, a car that's built for like eight people. Yeah, and it's just you two. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. It's like that those low key moments that uh that really uh make that experience like way nicer than like it at is. least. And the, and the guys are like more inclined to just kind of like do things that are that yeah. they don't normally do with bigger groups, especially when you have like younger people or people who are just like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. You know, like it's oh, it's just a two two of us. Yeah, we're down for whatever. Exactly. Show us your, show us your favorite stuff. Give me right. give me give me the experience you'd want to have. Right, right, and that was exactly what we experienced. It nice. was. You know, she took like a, so many photos for us. She was basically our designated like photographer. She knew all the angles. Um, she knew like what to see, what not to see. And uh, man, it was it was just really nice that day. Uh, what was funny was she found out that I spoke like really good Mandarin really early on, like as we're pulling away from the hotel. And basically, her and the driver. The driver doesn't speak a lick of English. She speaks, you know, pretty much uh, both. Um, but, uh, they were just asking me like questions for about like 30 minutes about like, Hey, where are you from? How did you learn to speak good English? Uh, a good, good Mandarin. When did you move out of here? How old are your parents? Where are they from? Like, how do you know, like all this stuff. And, and so it was nice, but at a certain point I was like, you know, we should probably also speak in English for a little bit. So I was doing a lot of like speaking to them in Mandarin because they were really interested in understanding why my Mandarin was so good, but also like telling Carolyn exactly what was going on. And then at a certain point, they're like, all right, listen, we're going to be heading on the highway for a little bit. So it's about 40 minutes. If, if, you know, if you guys want to sleep, that's fine. I'll wake you when we get there. Carolyn takes that moment to sleep for a little bit. And I was just talking to the driver and, uh, and the, what's it called? And the, and the tour guide. So it was great. Um, it was funny because everyone that we told that we were going to the Great Wall, everyone in China, like my family and family's uh, friends, they were like, who in their right mind is going to see the Great Wall in this weather? Because it'd be like, hey, you know how it's like bone-chillingly cold outside? Do you want to go to the top of a mountain where like the wind gusts really hard? It's like, no. Well, are, are you insane? And so when we went, Beijing had, like, the weekend before gotten their first snow. And so when we went to the Great Wall, like, all our photos have snow everywhere, which I think is pretty cool. Um, there's, like, a couple of ways that you'd want to, like, hit the uh, different times of year, obviously, yield way different uh, photos. So if you go in the summertime, everything's super green. It's, it's hot as hell. And there's, like, way more people. You know, it's yeah. like, the, the joke is, like, if you like your holiday photos with a thousand people in the background... That's a good time to go. Um, the fall is also nice because you get a lot of foliage. So it's like you're on a great wall and, and it's just like a sea of technicolor. That's really cool. Or you go in the wintertime and it's white everywhere. It's like going to the Grand Canyon when it's snowing. It's like a really cool photo. But like, do you, are you really going to brave the Grand Canyon when it's snowing? Probably not. Probably not. Um, and so we uh, we went there. And, you know, after the, the Ming tombs, uh, we went to go get, you know, lunch was part of it. And she was like, hey, like, you know, what kind of stuff do you like to eat? I go, everything we can eat is, you know, we can eat whatever. We just don't want anything with, like, really small bones in it or, like, fish with the bones in it because Carolyn doesn't like eating those. And like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, these these tours are made for, you know, what they call foreigners. So, like, we, we, don't, we don't serve that kind of stuff. She's like, do, do you know how spicy you want it? And I go, let's not make it anything spicier today. She can't eat spice. I can eat spice. But let's just make it so that no one can eat spice. Um, she goes, fine. And as we're getting ready uh, every, for for lunch, they take us to like this uh, 
this jade uh, setup, right? Yeah. Um, it's basically like an area where they make jade, and there's like they show you like, oh, this is like the the family that literally is like uh, molding the jade. You know, they're like you you pour water on it, you're like grinding it, you're sanding it, you're uh, down to like either um rings or statues or whatever and then they go into like this massive dude massive jade store and it's like it's probably the size of like a walgreens or something probably even bigger probably two walgreens together um and it's just like you know people are like selling everything from like hey here's a jade dragon small size to like massive size somebody made uh one of their like marquee pieces is like this like massive uh ship um right. And it cost two hundred thousand U.S. dollars. That's how big this thing was. Um, so you could buy stuff that's like you know Whoa. less than a hundred bucks, really t- really really tiny thing. And they showed us like what's good jade, what's not good jade. They're like you can you can like tap all these things and you can hear like the pitch. And they showed you like what fake jade looks like, what fake jade sounds like, and like there's like really distinct differences. But I just knew that like this is the part of the tour where they're just trying to like upsell you shit. And so I'm yeah. walking around like I ain't I ain't into any of this. And then what was funny was uh, the main woman who, like, walked us through, she saw Carolyn. She started speaking in English. I spoke in English. And then as we walked into the store, she goes, oh, you know what you want, whatever. I just started speaking to her in Chinese. I go, listen, why is, no, why, there, why is there no one else here? Because when we went there, dude, we were the only ones walking around. There was right. maybe 40 staff members ready to sell you shit. And anytime you walk past one of the things, they were, like, super excited to, like, show you something. But I was like, in, in Chinese, like, no, 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 we're just browsing. Chill out. It's okay. There's no one here. Like, yeah. I said, if we need something, we'll come find you. Right. Like, okay. So exactly. they just went back to, like, gossiping with their, uh, with everyone else. And I could tell people, they would ask me questions like, oh, where are you from? Why is your Chinese so good? Like, Chinese people are Man, super people blunt. People just really hit you with that. Yeah. yeah. I remember you saying it last week, but they, yeah. they, they, they'd love to ask that question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know, I look Asian here, but I look American when I go home. They yeah. just know that I, I just look different. Anyways, so I'm, I'm talking to, like, the head person who, like, took us on the tour and whatever. She goes, all right, listen, you're Chinese. We're going to give you the hometown discount. You let me know what you're willing to spend. And so we looked at a couple of things, but, like, we didn't know, like, who really wanted jade. Um, I wasn't comfortable buying jade for my mom because my mom's like, do you even know how to buy jade? I go, no, do you? <laughs> uh, and so, you know, it's probably one of those hilarious. things. Where, yeah, right. And... I didn't want to spend money just for the sake of spending money. Um, yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be like way too stupid to walk out of there with like twelve hundred dollars worth of stuff and be like, "What am I going to do with this shit now?" You don't even know. Yeah. It's, I don't even know if it's real. They're right, saying right. it's real, but like, how do I get this shit appraised or whatever? Um, but it was nice because I kept speaking to them in Chinese. You know, I'm like, "Hey, what are you doing for for New Year's? Where's everyone? Where's your family from?" And she's just every time she came back, she goes, "All right, tell your girlfriend I'm willing to go down to here." I'm like, "All right, I'll let her know." You know, just we're so browsing, but I appreciate you doing what you can. And then she kept coming down, coming down, coming down. I was like, she goes, are you really not going to buy anything? I go, I told you, we're just browsing. And she right. goes, all right, fine, I won't bother you anymore. But uh, she definitely gave us like seven prices from the initial price. And I could tell that the the first price she gave was like tourist price. And the second price she gave was, oh, you speak Mandarin. Oh, you're one of us. Let's start here. Yeah. Um, and honestly, dude. So that experience was so different than the, this tea experience that we went on. It was like just having you test out uh, teas. We did a tea ceremony and all that stuff. And I tried to be like, all right, we're going to speak in strictly English for this. And I could, and then, you know, they did the, it was like 10 minutes. They had you try like five different teas and it was really cool. And then you walk around, you could buy like really nice tea sets 
you know, because obviously it's like a really big part of our culture. So like we have really, really nice, intricate uh, tea sets. You can buy a lot of really nice teas. And so I just spoke in English the entire time. I'd be like, all right, let's just, let's see how, let's see how dastardly we can get about this. And dude, no joke. You just hear them gossiping and being like, oh, tell them this price, tell them that price. And it's like, mm, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know what I know. And then um, when we were checking out, I made sure that they didn't like really rip us off. But as we were walking, I was talking to the tour guide. I was speaking in Chinese again. And we were just talking about like, you know, in, in China, when you buy or when you rent out uh, apartments, you know, there's like a difference between livable space, non-livable space and communal space. And when we're looking at apartments here, like if they tell you an apartment is like 750 square feet, it's most likely like the living space, right? But okay. in China, what they're doing is if you like share an elevator, that square footage of the elevator is also added into it because technically that's yours. Like you get to use it, so it's part of your it's part of your uh, your space. Yeah. What about the fitness area then? Exactly. Well, they don't have fitness areas in it. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, Chinese people don't work out, uh, <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting. Uh, disappointing, but it like confirmed it. Like speak in Chinese. Don't get ripped off. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's one of those things where like, yeah, you, I don't trust anyone here as far as I can throw them, you know? Like, so it's, uh, learn, learn, learn the lesson. And, you know, wherever we went, spoke in Chinese, got much better service, got much different service. Uh, and thankfully, I can rely on that. And so it's one of those things where like, if you guys are ever in China, like, it'd be nice to like, go with us in a, in a way, you know? Just yeah. so, just so they don't give you the ring around. Or the runner yeah. run. Right. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Beijing overall was really nice. Uh, kept it low-key. Uh, we started sleeping in more towards the end because you're like, you know, we don't really have to pack the, uh, an itinerary so we can, like, wake up late, start late, come home early, relax, do all that stuff. Uh, the flight back was a bit intense. We, we flew back at, like, uh, 4 o'clock. So we woke up late. We went to dim sum for breakfast, got in the car, made our way to the airport because we knew that uh, it was uh, the airport was going to be really intense in terms of like screening. And everyone said like, hey, if you're going to fly out of the Beijing International Airport, like be sure to get there through at least three hours early because wow. you don't like they're going to put you through security that you've never been through before. They're like, it's the nation's capital airport. Like, it it, it's, it doesn't get more important than that. But, all right, fine. We'll leave early. On our way over, the, the cab driver looks at me and goes, hey, do you speak Chinese? I go, yeah, I speak Chinese. He goes, do you think your flight's going to take off today? And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> he goes, do you see all this fog? I go, do we not fly wow. out of fog? He goes, no, 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 listen, like... Chinese people will fly through anything. I just I just don't know if the fog is going to lift. Um, I go, well, I hope. I hope it flies because we have a connecting flight in San Jose and we only have two hours. So this thing has to take off on time. He goes, I think it'll be okay. Because he goes, when are you flying? You're flying out now? You're flying out at four. I go, I'm flying out at four. He goes, nah, it's fine. They'll fly through. It's not a big deal. So I love how he just like puts this fear in you. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about this. I wasn't even like, thinking about it. He goes, yeah. oh, let's, let's fuck with this guy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. And uh, so... We uh we get there and the first thing they do when you get off the the curb is you you sort of walk into the airport right, 
uh, but right past the the double doors, the the, the electronic doors, they cut. They call you in like ten at a time, and they rub uh, like the the bomb residue yeah, thing yeah. on like on your on your person, your bag, uh, and they do it to everybody who walks in. So it's not like just people that look like you, Reza, or people that have your name. Mm-hmm. Um, they do it to everybody, and they make you wait. They like they are not messing around. It's like one. Of, it's like when we, uh, when you fly into like uh, the Middle East or uh, in certain countries where TSA is like, oh, this is the military doing this. Y'all seem a little bit more intense about it than like TSA. Yeah. Because TSA is just like anyone could put on a TSA po- like uh, button yeah, up and yeah, be like, yeah. you know, like, like what is your what is your ju- jurisdiction? Like, you know, I'm a fucking TSA or I'm was it TS motherfucking A? How did they say yeah. that in Get Out? I, I think it just, I think like that. I think yeah. the latter. Yeah. Did you, did you, uh, we, uh, side note, Carol and I saw the movie Knives Out, which you and Alana should definitely go see if you got a chance. Which one is that again? I, I know of. Knives Out is the Ryan Johnson whodunit movie. Um, who's in this movie? Chris Evans. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Daniel I, Craig. Um, right. It's an amazing movie. Everybody. It's an amazing movie. Uh, but the, one of the trailers, I don't know if this is the third movie after uh, Get Out and Us, but the third movie is Antebellum by uh, what's his what's his name Jordan Peele. I don't know if yeah. Antebellum is Jordan Peele's third movie, but I don't think so. No, I'm not sure, but it goes from the people who brought you Get Out and Us. It must be like the. Uh... By the production company or something like it that. It must be the production company, and they're just trying to bank on that success of Jordan Peele because I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he has a movie yet. Um, I, don't, I don't know if anything's been announced, but I mean, I, I also don't follow like super closely. Jordan Peele was, or Annabelle was directed by Gerard Bush and Christopher Rins. Okay. And written, yeah, and written by them as well. Okay, but uh, it looked like it was in that uh that area. Um, so. What's it called? It's like Annie Bellum is an upcoming 2020 American thriller drama. Uh, film stars Janelle Monae. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I don't even know what this movie's talking about. Regardless, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to derail this. But um, why did I even bring this up? Do you remember why I brought this up? That's a good question. <laughs> um, so you're like, all right. So you're, you're they're, uh, oh right, the uh, TS motherfucking A. Get oh, right, out. Right, right. Right. So they make you wait and they're like they're they're swabbing everybody down, they're taking their time, and then another one one guy's swabbing you down, the other guy's like making sure you can't pass, and then once everyone's clear, they send the ten people through, and then the next ten people go in. And they do this at every entrance. So like that takes about ten minutes. And it's like you can't there's no like, oh, I'm running late for my flight, and they're like, All right, well I guess we don't have to swab you. They don't right. care about that. Right. So we we get through that, and then we have to wait in line to get our tickets printed um, because we had bought our tickets so early that by the time we got here, we couldn't print, yada, yada. So we stand in line at the ticket counter, and we have to check our bags uh, to because we our bags were too heavy. And I think we could have potentially gotten around it, but I think it was just better that – we didn't, even though he said, like, hey, I think your bags... He, he, he like, saw our bags and, like, made sure that we weighed them. But we get through there, and then it's, like, all right, then it's security. It's pre-security, where you put all your stuff through another uh, 
metal detector stuff and this isn't like anything serious it's just any bag you have any massive coat just throw it on here and you take it out that gets you to real security it's like pre-security before security this is where you put everything in a tray you put your bags on the thing and then when you walk through the metal detector regardless of if you set it off or not they give you a full pat down and we're not talking like mm. back of the hand pat down we're talking yeah. like gripping everything and like all the way down I so see. like women have obviously female officers and we have male officers and the dude just like put both of his arms uh, both of his hands around my thigh and just like went all the way down I was like i just he's feeling everything yeah and like just he, he just gets up in it and i was like in america you're getting sued for this right and like out there nobody said anything which i guess it just it just speaks to you know where you are right right all of that before you get the customs and then you have, you know, customs for Chinese citizens and then for foreigners. So what have, what, have, what have I said so far? You have your curbside security with the bomb stuff. You have your pre-security into this security into customs. And so we basically spent about 45 minutes going through all this stuff. So like... They, could, they really could, don't play out there, huh? They, don't, they, they really don't. You know, we get on a plane. It was, it was nice... Uh, Good food, you know, really, really recommend Hainan Airlines if you're flying out there. Uh, it's a five-star airline. Uh, good food, uh, good seats. Um, you know, the the flight attendants are, are really nice uh, because the flight attendants, when we got to San Jose, and San Jose is like a weirdly small but not small airport because there's like two different terminals. You got to get off of one terminal to get on a bus to go to the other one. And San Jose is also like 70-some degrees. So we just came from a place that was zero degrees to 77 degrees. Where I'm wearing a fucking, you know, massive winter coat. I'm walking around outside. People are like, what are you doing? Um, but thankfully, dude, when we got to San Jose, global entry, right? Yeah. So we flew past everybody to go really quickly, no, 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 on all your declarations, and then to get to the uh, the baggage sort of carousel. This was the longest part that we had to wait for because, unfortunately, we checked our bags. We, right, right. Right, so we take our bags, and then because we have global entry, we give them the ticket, and we, you know, we get out of that terminal to get onto a free shuttle bus to get us to the other terminal. And when we get there, we're like, hey, we're looking to get uh, in the... Uh, TSA pre-check line. And again, you know, I get also when we got there, we saw a massive line for your non-TSA pre-check people. And the TSA yep. pre-check line was also pretty long. So we were very thankful that we were able to hop into a line that got us into security quite quickly. This was a part where I saw a lot of people signing up for clear. So that clear will walk you right up to it. Yeah. And then, you know, so like, I, I get it. I mean, you're trying to like tranche out like every 20 yards of the airport experience. Uh, so what once was free to anyone to walk around, not just, I feel like, well, one day just be like a one big rat's maze. Like, yeah, you're allowed to walk in, you know, and this, it's like going shopping in Whole Foods where you're like, all right, you know, which cashier am I going into? Um, but we do credit global entry and TSA pre-check with helping us make a two hour, uh, sort of, uh, layover time, knowing we had to go from one terminal to the other, get bags, go through security, um and get to the flight on time now when we got on and we flew alaska we flew alaskan air from san jose to jfk the uh, the flight attendants not as nice no joke 
you know, just like way more, way more just, you know, about doing the business and uh, and all that stuff. We we also pre-ordered our lunch on the plane. It cost us 10 bucks each, but we knew there was no meal service and we weren't going to wait all day to eat. So we made right. sure that we, you know, we both ordered like a barbecue chicken sandwich or whatever. Um, no, uh, no screens on the back of the plane. It's one of those things where you have to use your phone, download the app and stream okay. it through that way. I'm just kinda, yeah, that's that's Southwest style too. It's, I mean, I get it, but it's also kind of bogus because then you can't use your phone. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you don't have the app downloaded beforehand, then you're boned too. Well, no, I didn't have the app, and I could download it. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'll let you download the they, app. Oh. Well, that's the only thing the Wi-Fi will let you do. That's like, oh, I didn't know that. Like for the free Wi-Fi, they're like, ah, oh, well, I guess we'll let you do it this way. So I wonder if Southwest let you do it. I, I don't know for sure, but when we were coming down to Orlando, I was I watched like an hour and forty five minutes of Hobbs versus Shaw on the uh, on the Southwest app. Oh, it's so bad, dude. The movie is terrible. <laughs> I I didn't get to finish it. Um, we we landed pretty like, I wouldn't have been able to finish it anyway. But about at that amount hour forty five minute mark, um, I I took Gordon from Lena. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if he was getting fussy or whatever it was. Maybe I was just trying to give her a free hand. But um, yeah, after that, I just put the movie down. I'll finish it. You know, like for me, all the Fast and Furious movies. I know we've talked about this a million times on the podcast before. They're entertaining. Um, they are entertaining. I don't think they're good movies per se, but you th- you think Fast Five deserved an Oscar, which is just something else. Yeah. Um, but it was it was phenomenal though. <laughs> I mean, Fast Five. There's there's a re- there's a reason why Fast Five deserves an Oscar. Uh, Han, Han gets a Gal Gadot. Yeah, well, Han yeah. took a hard L. Han took a hard L, but. <laughs> In the time between Fast Five and when he takes a hard L, mm-hmm. amazing. Fair enough. Uh, Credit so, to Han. Yeah, so then we got home at around like uh, 8 or something, or maybe yeah. 9 or 10. I really don't know. And then, uh, so, uh, and then we got home. And it, it was, uh, it took a while, about a week of like hard uh, adjustments from uh, a jet lag perspective. But now I'm fine. No, no more jet lag. Uh, worked out as much as I could, um, and you know it was just tough because I'd wake up at three o'clock every day. Yeah, are you still waking up at three? Nope, totally, oh, okay. totally, totally okay. good. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Um. So that's that's really the China trip. Sounds good. I mean, yeah, I appreciate man. you telling us. Yeah, happy to share it. Uh, yeah. where are you recording this from? I'm recording it from the, uh, not really, not the family room, the actual living room of my mother-in-law's Florida house. Oh, nice. Down, it's near near Orlando. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been good. The weather hasn't been, like, amazing, to be honest. Um, it's rainy today. And when we first arrived, it was, it was probably, like, 50 degrees when we got when we got out the airport, which was, like, 2 a.m. on um, Thursday. But for the most part, I mean, it's, it's really tough to complain when you're coming from, like, 20 through 40 or on most days down in uh, in Delaware, to being in like sixty degree weather. So we're not like getting into a pool, but I don't need mm-hmm. like long sleeves or even pants like jeans when I leave the house. Mm-hmm. I can leave. I can leave in shorts and short sleeves and be all right. So, yeah. So far, it's been good. Been getting work done here too. Um, Christmas coming up, so I don't even know how. I don't even know if I get the twenty fourth off or not. <laughs> but I'll be working when I'm supposed to work, and um, yeah. Overall, Great. it's been good. Yeah. Nice. Um, I forgot my switch, though. Uh, of course you did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What are you going to do? 
get better at it next time, you know? I, I don't know what I'll do. Um, yeah, have, you tried, uh, have you tried uh, Stadia? Yeah, I tried it I tried it one day. Is it not good? Uh, I tried it the day that you gave it to me. Well, the problem is that I, I, I think I think it's the internet that I have here. I think it's I think it's not good enough. And so I mean I guess that's a knock against it against the service itself, but um I need to try it again. It really is the short of it. Um I I definitely felt the lag in the my my mouse my mouse inputs and even jumping. So when I would try to do that, like the double jump in, in Destiny, I was getting, it was weird. Like I would jump and I knew that there was going to be a delay mm-hmm. and I would activate my little jetpack thing Yeah, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen immediately. So I'd press it a third time forgetting that, oh, it's going to, that second input is going to kick in. Just wait a microsecond and it'll be there. And I just like, because I would see it not happening on my head, like in that moment, I'm like, oh, it's not happening this time. And I would do it again and mess up the jump. So, yeah, um, we'll get there. Um, I, I definitely want to give it another chance, um, but I suspect I won't have a proper experience with it until I get back home. Yeah. When I was doing when I was trying in the office, I was doing off the Wi-Fi and there are moments where there is a massive, massive lag. Like we're talking like, you know, the pixelation gets crazy. Everything just like starts stuttering really badly. But when we did the hardwire connection, no issue at all, dude super huh. super sexy experience it's it's too nice to literally open up a chrome tab and start playing and you hold the exit uh, escape key and it pauses the game and you can either go back right. to game or end game and that's it yeah jumping in and out of fire teams in destiny 2 super easy um you let me know if you can get all the games because uh, i got the four games yeah i did um like i really like stupidly enough i really want to try farming simulator because it seems like one of those games where lag should be okay um single player game i wanted i'm thinking about like so not seriously but i'm thinking about getting like red dead redemption 2 or uh assassin's creed uh, odyssey because these are like single player games and i don't mind like picking up and and not playing it for quite a while i do wonder if there's a way for me to port over my rockstar save progress uh because i don't want to spend another 60 or whatever hours or that i've like accumulated over the past year to get to where i am Right, all uh, the hunting and stuff. And you still have a fair amount of that game left, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, like, not even close to the end. Um, yeah. So I might I might start playing that game again. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that would be really cool Cool if you could port over the save. I mean, the fact that Destiny alone itself, the fact that Destiny itself has that cross-save thing yeah, um, is really cool. And I would love if, I mean, I don't really have any progress on Red Dead anyway, so it's not that big of a deal for me to restart. But that would be like one added incentive for me to buy it again on like steam mm-hmm. if it had if it had um cross saves yeah well what i found out was for uh what's the uh ghost recon is it, uh, wait yeah, wa- yeah. waypoint uh a breakpoint breakpoint breakpoint, right? breakpoint uh you can do uh simulcast so what i can do is if you and i are playing i can picture and picture your screen on the mine so i can see what you see Oh really? Which I think is pretty cool. That's re- that's really cool, especially yeah. for a game like that. Like, imagine playing Duty and be- being able to see each other's screens, right? Knowing I, where the other person is or I what mean, they're looking at. Yeah, that's kind of cheating. Communication that easy. Yeah, I, but yeah, uh, in Duty, certainly. But in Duty, it's certainly it's is cheating. It, it's an added it's an added feature at a breakpoint. Yeah, especially if it's not something that's included in the game itself, but something that you can just kind of add in. Right. That's 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 like that's a that's a pretty unique feature that that has. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, anyways, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go go on a run. I'm realizing that the marathon for Tokyo is coming up, and I have not done any kind of serious training yet. Uh, I was so out of shape uh, before China, during China, after China, uh, that like even running two miles is like, oh god, I don't want to do this. Um, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm trying to get out there, and it's like already. I mean, the sun's already set, so it's going to be a dark-ass run. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get out of here. All right. Sounds good. I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.